You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I know it's a I know it's a pretty big debut, but how do you how do you feel about you know, was, all of this? I was all this newfound fame. I do have to say, when I woke up this morning and I got text messages from people like, "I saw you on TV last night." Mm-hmm. I knew that the Portlandia episode wasn't airing until tonight, so that threw me off a little bit. But um, feels pretty good. I yeah. Say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little guest starring role on a Fallon. Little guest starring role on uh, <laughs> Tonight Show. No I will big say deal. It's, it's been interesting seeing all the posts, but okay, we got to talk about this. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. So we're going to talk about um, Sarah's newfound stardom, <laughs> but we also need to bring up that and coming up in just a little bit that we will be joined by two amazing comedians who are here in town. And that is Jessa Reed and Kelly Stone, part of the Amomination Tour. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be hopping in here in just a little bit. And that's going to be that's going to be awesome. So we'll uh, we'll talk to them here in just a few minutes on the show. But Sarah, I think you've got some big news. You should you should I'm... probably say this. It's kind of taken your career to a whole new level, I think, <laughs> that, that we need to address this. It is I had no idea that so many people watched uh, the Tonight Show or with the with Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. I don't know what it is. Now you don't even know the name of it because you were the star of it last night, apparently. Apparently, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I was on it for like two seconds, but it is. No, that is a big deal, though. That's that's really cool. So it was explain what cool. explain for everybody who doesn't know why it was you were on Jimmy Fallon. Well, last it threw night. me off. So I got up at seven thirty this morning. So of course, I wanted to. Um, we I knew we were gonna have a long day, and so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go and I'm doing this. I'm gonna get my running out of the way. So I'm gonna get up early. And so I woke up and it was about 7.30 in the morning and I look at my texts and I had missed, missed like two text messages, one at like 12.30 and one at one from See, a that always, of my friends. That always makes me think that something bad is happening. That's what I thought too. Or when I'm I get texts like, in the middle of the night or it's somebody drunk who's some just like- drunk person right, who's like, like hey, hey, what are you doing? You're an asshole. Yeah. So, yeah. so I woke up to a couple of text messages. Like it's like two messages, like one at 12.32, one at 12.48 a.m. I'm like, what the hell happened? Uh-huh. And the first one I saw was from my friend Jay and he was just like- like, hey there, fancy pants. Just saw you on the Tonight Show. Woohoo. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean I was on the Tonight Show? I have no idea. And then I'm just like going through my, I'm like racking my brain. Like, do they have some like stupid video thing? Is it something dumb that I was doing? Is Did you get like, Tosh.0 like, or something? That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, check out it, this girl's dance. Seriously. I'm like, is it my Calvin Johnson dance from five years ago? And Which they're talking can, about like stupid dance moves. Which well, you can find on Fun Employment Radio's YouTube channel. Yes. So it was stupid dance moves. It wasn't the Calvin Johnson. It was some different uh, dance moves that I did. <laughs> So um, then I got another message from another one of my friends from the Midwest who was watching it as well. And he is just like, hey, just saw you on Fallon. That's awesome. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I'm like, this is uh, it freaked me out because I had no idea. I'm like, did someone film me when I was walking down the street? Yeah. Like, what have I possibly done in order? <laughs> it's a blooper like, reel. I know. I'm, I'm like, am I going to be some like viral thing? Was I like, be, I, I don't know. Did I uh-huh. did someone photograph me like falling over? Or I don't know what happened. <laughs> So I finally, you know, I, I wrote my friend Jay back and it was like 7.45 in the morning. I'm just like, what the hell are you talking about? And I'm like, what? And he's just like, and I think I was a little aggressive because he's like, whoa, whoa. He's like, the, they had the <laughs> cast of Portlandia on there last night. It was the sketch you were in. I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, what we had talked about earlier in the week was um, 
how I was an extra for this 90s dance scene. Right, in the new season of Portlandia. In the new season of Portlandia that's premiering tonight. So basically, a lot of, uh, I guess what season five is, is reflecting back on like how a bunch of the characters that they have in Portlandia like met each other. Oh, okay. They, so this uh, this particular one features the um, the two bookstore owners of Women and Women First. Okay, yeah. So it's them meeting each other uh, in a dance club in the 90s and like having a dance-off. Gotcha. Okay, that's what that's about. All and right. so uh, when I was there, I was an extra that day. It was 90 degrees. I was wearing a wool jacket. I was so hot. It was it was, it was so warm in there. But um, so anyway, they put us all in positions, and I happened to be put right behind Carrie Brownstein. And you're supposed to dress like it's the 90s. So we're supposed to dress like it was the 90s. So they put my hair in like these little hair buns. So basically, I Did like they I do like, that or did you do that? No, they did They did that. it? No, that was the first time they brought me back to hair and makeup. Okay. Like, we think you'd be really, like, those 90s hair bun things that everyone wore. Like, we think that those would be good on you. Come with us. And so they put the little hair buns on me. Okay. No, I hadn't, I didn't have it like that at all. And so, uh, anyway, I didn't realize it because I, I thought that there were these. Remember after I talked about it, I said there were all these middle aged men who were all trying to block me out? Yeah, yeah, because you mentioned that they kept, like, trying to step in front of you for where the camera was and. I remember you talking about this on this show. Exactly. How I was like trying to dance and like these uh, like middle-aged white guys would all kind of uh, step on my feet. Uh-huh. Remember, they're stepping on my feet and like right. elbowing me and stuff. And I'm like, dude, you can have the screen time. It's fine. <laughs> well, those guys didn't get to make it because apparently like they, they elbowed me enough to where they I was actually positioned right in between. So little did they know they were trying to take the screen time. Instead, they bounced you into where the screen time was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I bet the thing is, you know, those guys watching it right now are so pissed because they're like, I was right there. I stood right there in front of the camera and they cut me out. But I mean, honestly, what are they going to want to show? Like it's some weird. I mean, and no offense to whoever this guy is. I have no idea who he is, but some weird guy dancing right, around so no or they're going to show you standing in the back. No offense to anything, but I mean, because there were a lot of like younger girls who were there dancing and stuff. Like our uh-huh. friend Mora was an extra. Yeah, that yeah, day she's too. in it too. Oh, yeah, she looked awesome. She was wearing like this little. Actually, she borrowed my jacket, so her, she's wearing this little leopard print jacket. Thing. I saw the little part of her in there too. She's hilarious because she looks so serious. Like she's serious dancing. Like it's it's like a real thing mm-hmm. that's going on. She's she's yeah, it's hilarious. Oh yeah, it was fun. Uh, but there were a lot, and you know the hand of time comes for us all. But there were a lot of older men. Yeah, particularly like. Like that were dancing around me and like the ones that were stepping on my feet and blocking me out. I mean, they uh-huh. weren't like young guys. They were like mid mid to late forties. Okay. But this was supposed to be like a nineties like hip dance club, so it was a little confusing. Well, that's probably why it was cut the way it was cut. Yeah. I'm gonna guess that has a little something to do with that it. That could be it. Yeah. You know. Uh yeah, so anyway, there's just me and like so they kept playing that. That, the terrible song, if you watch the the preview or the show tonight, I guess that's going to be in the episode that's airing okay. tonight for the season premiere. Uh, it's just the song that they played over and over again. And so you just have to like keep dancing. And so I think like you just get a little loopy and overzealous. Because you so did that for hours, for right? For hours. With no music. No music, no air conditioning because it would be picked <laughs> up on the mics. So it was just super hot in there. It was 90 degrees outside. I was wearing a wool jacket and everyone was just like dancing and you know, you're crammed into this room. It was really fun. I have to say, it was a lot of fun. Like, my legs hurt the next day from dancing. But, um, yeah, so I got, uh, so I was featured in the thingy. And, and so that's what it was. So um, they were on Portlandia last, or, or excuse me, on The Tonight Show last night, and they showed that clip on on The Tonight Show. They did. So. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's pretty exciting. I'm actually going to tell my mom. I'm like, Mom, I was, uh, Mom, I was Mid. on The Tonight Show for, <laughs> for a grand total of about two seconds. Still, that's awesome. That is awesome. 
So congratulations, Sarah. No, and I'm not saying like, and and (laughs) for the age thing. I know we have uh, older listeners and I have older friends. What I'm saying is these dudes no. were just like creep. They were lecherous. They they were creepy. I've talked. I talked about them before. Remember the guy yeah. who was like rude and stepping on my feet, and they were just creepy old men. Yeah, and that's and that's fair. And some, some yeah, you can be creepy at any age. These ones just happen to be older men who are creepy. Exactly, but there were um, you know a lot of other awesome extras who were all yeah. like, featured in it. The, right, the creepy older guys. Well, and- also though, I mean, to your point that. And and this is completely up to obviously the producers of that show, but I mean, if they were trying to stick to what a actual '90s dance club would look like, probably it wouldn't be the uh, the older dudes at the dance mm-hmm. club. I mean, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I don't remember that. I wasn't too much of a clubber, you know, in the '90s, so I didn't I didn't go to the oh, dance club. Don't ever say that, a clubber. I wasn't too much of a clubber. I did go. I uh, I did do some dancing. All right, during what, that time, but what kind of dancing? I would go to uh, go to the funk nights. And at this certain bar in town, and I would, I would funk dance. I guess. What in the loving fuck is funk dancing? I don't know, but I would go there and I would pretend. The thing is, so here's the thing. Like all I knew, I would just like gyrate around. Then I, I would go there like probably. What do you mean once, you would gyrate around? I probably went to this place once every couple of weeks for a while. I don't think I've ever talked about this on the show. And so they would play like funk music, and it was in this this basement bar, and it was dark. So really, you didn't have to dance at all. You didn't have to know how to do anything. And it was a bar where everybody kind of drinks a lot. And so I was like, yeah, essentially everybody was drunk. And so I could pretend like I was going, I was going dancing. And then it would be... Wait, everyone was drunk? <sighs> so you... I, I'm missing the point. <sighs> all right. The point was, so everybody was drinking. So you didn't actually have to know how to dance at all. But you could go there and it would seem like you knew how to dance. Oh. But really, I only had about two or three signature moves, one of which was the spin. I could do the spin. I would, like, spin around. And then what I would... I don't even know what that means. I know. I'm trying to think of how to even describe this because it's so... Well, use your words. I want to I It's so know how embarrassing. No, it's, it's difficult to describe my moves, Sarah. I've never put them into words before. I'm more like I just feel it. No, I would spin, like a spin 360. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Like on the ground? No. No, not on the ground. I would. Spin I would spin on your feet. Yes, on, on my your feet. Tip-toes? Yes, on my on my feet. It was. It was. It, that's what I would do. That was one of my moves that I would do when I would go funk dancing. <laughs> it worked though. I mean, really, I would go there because there was a bunch of chicks that were there. So that's kind of how it ended up. Yeah, somebody saying make a video of my dance moves. I had, I had two or three signature moves. We could do our dance moves together. I can do my yeah. Uh, I mean, my you have your moves. you have your Portlandia moves and your Calvin. Dude, do you Calvin see Johnson my minus my moves? minus my my spin moves? Well, I had like a shoulder thing going on. You had you had the. I had the white girl. I had the Elaine going on. I don't know what was happening. You had the front there. desk girl dancing going on. I, That's I don't kind know of what why, it was. Like, it was the front shoulders? desk girl. Yeah, you do have a weird shoulder thing going on there. That is that is kind of true. I did. And it like goes to like you can see it from a distance and then it gets closer and I'm still mm-hmm. doing the weird shoulder. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I know. I, it looked like your shoulder would hurt after all of that. Mm, it did. So oh, that's your did. signature move is the shoulder dip. Mine would be the mine would be the spin. All right. would be, it would be the spin move. Wow, great. It was pretty amazing. It was pretty amazing. All right. Why don't we why don't we do this? Let's go ahead and uh and play. Well, speaking our of uncomfortable. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a day now of me being uncomfortable. For some reason, while we interviewed uh Jessa and Kelly, we started it off. Um I and this was totally my fault. I didn't know we were gonna play a um and this is we did this earlier today. So 
I didn't know we were going to be playing a liner. You told me we were going to be playing. Totally my fault. <laughs> I know. I'm like, hey, you, what about- You were very clear on like, it. what about Judah Freelander? You're nothing, like, oh, totally. <laughs> nothing that, uh, yeah, you, you didn't do anything wrong. I don't know why when we have- like, like I just got, I just got flustered. I got right, flustered, and I don't get say... flustered very often. I'm trying to be careful about how I say that. I just got flustered. No, and you don't too... have to be careful. It's the reason why it is. We had two female comedians in today, uh-huh. and Greg, for some reason, I don't know why, he totally breaks down. He and breaks it's weird. down. It's weird. It never happens. Never at any other time. Never except for if it's the two of us and two female comedians. Yes, it's like even if it's a male. Uh, no, not even so much with like if there's a male and a female comedian. It's mostly no, with the two female happen. comedians. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. I think it just throws me off. I don't know why. It does. It's completely not the fault of anyone but myself, and I've got to figure out what's going on with that. But it, but you can see it. I'm sure it's going to be entertaining for everyone else though, to hear me flub. And <laughs> so these girls, like you know, they've come in and they're they're both like really nice, and we're seeing they're chatting yeah. for a few minutes before, you know. And when we have people in, like you know, we've been doing this for a long time, so we like to showcase the fact that we know what we're doing, and we've interviewed lots of people. Yeah. <laughs> and and then and then we start off, and then I am just, bleh. I mean, it, it just just completely. My mouth would not work. My brain to mouth function was not. I working have properly. never seen that happen to to that like extreme. It was pretty extreme. It was pretty extreme. So my apologies to Kelly and Jessa for that, but it was still a great interview. So we've, we're going to go ahead and play that. So they're part of the Amomination Tour. This is their tour, and they're going to explain everything on this Amomination.com. Um, I do want to say this at one point in there. They are looking for a nanny as part of this tour. I'm going to give you the email right now, kellystonecomedy at gmail.com, kellystonecomedy at gmail.com to email for that, to audition for this. It's it's actually going to be a pretty big deal. So she'll explain it during the show. We'll give that uh, email again after after the uh, interview. But it is uh, Kelly and Jessa from the Amomination Tour right here on FunEmploymentRadio.com. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I feel weird. I feel like we're. Oh. I put in a bumper. What's up, guys? It's the world champion, Judah Friedlander. You're listening to Greg and Sarah on Fun Employment Radio. Why? Because you're a hero. Yeah. I was not a hero there. You I just completely women in the I know, it's true. I, damn it. Now that you called it out, now that's all I can think about, too. I'm just going to hang my head oh in shame my over here. Oh, God. That was weird. <laughs> I just wanted to get started. It happens every single time. It gets a little... Well, now that you're woman. saying that, now it's totally going to happen. I can't not say it, though. It's clearly obvious that you just fucked up. Do you yeah. want Kelly to put her shirt back on? <laughs> I took my bra off in the car. <laughs> Relax. Get comfortable. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, <laughs> what I was going to say is, since this is this is her first time in Portland... This is Kelly's first time ever, in, even on the West Coast. Now this is her impression of everybody in Portland. What, that we can't like. talk? Yeah, yeah. This is, this is the impression of the professionalism that we have. And that we have. people floating around in our water and we bathe in it. You basically. did tell them that. That's yeah. true. It, That's it's true. a true story. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcoming now to Fun Employment Radio, we have Kelly. Woo woo! And Jessa. Hi, guys. Hello. Of course, formerly known as Kelly Stone and Jessa Reed. Formerly. Yes. Formerly. 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 When we had last Form- names. Formally. Formally. 
formally. See, now it's not spreading to you. I promise we do know what we're doing, but it's not apparent right now. It's all right. It's okay. So how are you doing? Welcome to our studio. Very good. Uh, Kelly just landed like five minutes ago. Yeah. For the first time ever in Portland, Oregon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what do you, I know you've only been here for five minutes, but what do you think of our fair city so far? Uh, I've experienced the uh, the Dutch Brothers coffee. Is that what it's called? Which we're, we're start, I'm, I'm warming her up slowly. Uh, we'll we'll be to Stumptown in a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the tour? Because I know you love you lived in Portland. You yes. Have, and you like visiting Portland. Do you have places yes. that you take people who have never been? Um, you know, I guess I'm bad at that because I, <laughs> I brought my sister from the East Coast with me. And she's like, can we actually do something this time every time you bring me? So every time I just end up taking her to Rocky Butte. And I'm like, well, there's this. There's a view. And then, and then another coffee shop. And I'm like, I don't even know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> Rocky Butte, that's hilarious. Oh, well, that so you're not going to drag her downtown to make her wait for donuts or anything? I did you? take her oh. downtown and was like, oh, that's Pioneer Courthouse Square, and let's go get some Thai food. So, <gasps> Favorite Thai place? Do you have one? Uh, we went to Isan. Oh, oh, that place um, is good. I do. I really like mm. that one. So, All right, so you both aren't from Portland. Well, you're originally from. I'm Portland? originally from. Port- I've lived my whole life uh, between Philly and Portland. Gotcha. And then and you're currently residing in Philadelphia. Yeah. All right. And so. then uh, you're living in right outside of Boston, Texas. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, are you just gonna sit there silently because you're thrown off now? <laughs> no, I was He's waiting like, for you. He's Damn afraid it. to use words. I am. Yes, words are going to be a problem for me today. Using anyway. All right, Sarah. Um. Hmm. <laughs> and it's us? weird again. No, no, no. So why don't you tell us about the Abomination tour? Because we, I first heard about this from Christine Levine like yeah. a couple of years ago. I, she was telling me about it. I thought it was mm-hmm. the greatest idea. So how long, you know, how long ago did you come up with this idea? This is actually, it was originally. So what happened is Christine and I were working on a tour called uh, Naked. Um. And this is a couple years ago when she was on the Fifty States in or uh, Fifty Days. Tour the fifty fifty yeah, tour, yeah. and uh, when she came out to the East Coast, we talked about doing this tour. And as we were putting it together, I accidentally got pregnant <laughs> again. As pregnant, and happen. so I, we talked about just taking the kids on the road, yeah. and then it ended up not really turning into anything. And then a short time later, she met Kelly. Well, no, I tweeted Christine. We had, we'd met each other for oh, a while. Okay. Yeah, but I tweeted Christine, and I was like, hey, dude, let's go on tour and bring our kids on the bus. And she was like, <laughs> hell yeah, let's do that. <laughs> and then, um, so we started working on it, and uh, we had a different name for the tour at the time, and then... Um, well, Roseanne Barr kind of got involved in that. Um, Jacked us for oh, yeah. and really? not in a good way. Yeah. But Christine was like, we have to have Jessa Reed. She was like, and I'd never met Jessa. And so Christine kind of connected me and Jessa. So, um, and then it's been evolving with lots of work. And yeah, it was, uh, we tried to pull it off last summer. And it's mm. just, it's a full year of, because, um, okay, so what it is, it's a tour. A comedy tour, but we take all of our kids on a bus and make a documentary because this is We're basically. I came to Portland last year uh, when Christina actually told me about Kelly. Last year, I landed and had a show with three kids in tow. So I landed, uh, and one was six months old. So I'm like breastfeeding. Wait, how? What are the ages of your children? Uh, now they are one, four. I have a 12-year-old stepson, and I have a 20-year-old daughter. All four, of those, 
All four of those are coming on the tour. She and has I have two a sons. seven-year-old son, and my other son will turn six next month. Oh, so my goodness. So tour, does the yeah. 20-year-old turn into the de facto my, like wrangler, essentially, yeah. for the kids? Uh, kind of. We also yeah. need a nanny, and we were going to yeah. ask for your help with yeah. that. Sure, Sarah would be great. I, we have nanny interviews tomorrow morning, <laughs> right. and we need more applicants. Are you We're auditioning gonna... for the role of nanny yeah. tomorrow? <laughs> oh like for God, real? For real? Yeah, legit. Okay, how would how would somebody go about doing that? Like, um, we send have me an email. Yeah, <laughs> uh, email me your headshot, acting resume, and uh, babysitting resume. You actually have to have babysitting experience. You can't just be a person mm-hmm. in front of a camera. Um, Kelly Stone Comedy at Gmail dot com, and uh, yeah, we're selecting people to um, interview on camera tomorrow with yeah. us. Oh, so, oh that's awesome. So and then the uh, so you're going to start filming the documentary. You We're haven't... filming. Okay, so tomorrow night, the show that just sold out. Um, <laughs> Which is, congratulations. Yes. 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 Pretty so awesome. Yeah. Uh, the, um, we are filming for like our promo, like our reels, and then they have to have uh, like clips that they can show on TV shows and stuff while we're on, and mm. radio while we're on. Mm-hmm. So we need all of that stuff filmed. And then we do have uh, Indiegogo. We've got, we still have got 11000 to raise. Other than that, we're fully funded wow. for the whole documentary, everything. So um, we're filming our pitch and everything there. And then we decided to film the auditions um, to use for other stuff. So we need... We need people to go. We want someone who's, you know, got some acting or some... An improviser, definitely a comedic um, type nanny. We're looking for. <laughs> we want someone, right. um, a nanny can comedian, operate like on this. the fly. Somebody who's not going to be a dud on camera. Exactly. Basically. Someone yeah. who's going to yeah. be comfortable with the yeah. cameras in their face, and then also bring a Our dynamic. Children, too. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. <laughs> Our weird existence. Like yeah. <laughs> six children and the two of you and yeah. a nanny. It's uh, mm-hmm. the s- six kids, us, the nanny, uh, tour manager, his assistant, and like four four guys camera from the crew. film crew mm-hmm. on a bus and wow. a van and the tour starts in New Orleans mm-hmm. on June 15. Well, we have a secret show before that, but and then starts in New Orleans <laughs> on like June 15. And the premise of the, the documentary is we tell the kids we're taking them to Disneyland. <laughs> so the kids have no idea that they're on a comedy tour. Oh my God. <laughs> they think we're just driving. You just got to make a few stops along the way. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that is amazing. So are the kids involved? Like, what do they do when you're going to be performing? Like, are they hanging out in the van? Are they so they'll be at the hotel. Hotel. Okay. okay. Um, and then during the day, we'll be entertaining the kids when we're not traveling. And then there's some backstory. Uh, I was when I lived here when I was younger. I was addicted to meth for six years, and um, a lot of people are in Portland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, you know, because I lived in Portland, and so. <laughs> Um, I gave my daughter up because I had my oldest when I was a teenager and I gave her up to a family uh, while I was addicted to drugs. And then, you know, when I got clean, it was kind of a transition when I wanted her back and stuff. Anyway, that family lives on the way to where we're going. So we'll be stopping wow. and kind of wow. living, you know, so, and then Kelly's yeah. got a lot of history in like Houston and right. I used to date a Baptist pastor's son for four and a half years. And now wow. he's the minister of a really large church in Houston. My best friend from high school is a minister of a really large church in Houston. We have these weird uh, religious parallels in our, in our lives and in our stories. So we've got different parts of our backstory that will also be kind of told. That is See, so interesting. Yeah. It's fascinating. I mean, how do you feel about having, I mean, are the camera's going to roll like 24 hours a day essentially or, or most of the time or <laughs> yeah it's pretty much like, you're opening yourself up to we are yeah a lot of exposure with that yeah and i'm very my comedic style is just kind of by like storytelling about my own life i'm a pretty open book mm. so um and then i think you know it was it was kind of more 
uh, checking with my, and I'm not sure that that family is necessarily comfortable with discussing it. So it probably won't necessarily feature them, but, but I'll tell the story and then also tell the story of my daughter who is remarkable because, um, how she processed the whole thing, you know, cause I think that there was a, a big opportunity there for her to, to feel sorry for herself mm-hmm. for the, for her childhood or how things went down, you know, and Mm -hmm. and that's trying to teach her that that would hold her back in life, but at the same time, like, let her process, you know, her feelings about it. So there'll be some pretty, like, some pretty dark, intense, yeah, yeah, very, but also comedic, yeah. Thanks. And so how long is the tour going to go? It starts in June. Two weeks. Two weeks. It's like two weeks and two days, yeah. Yeah. I mean, then, that is a, that's a brave thing to do, to open up all of that. Well, and we're know. doing it. I mean, it is going to be a documentary film, so it's not a reality TV mm-hmm. show. So it's not going to be, like, trash right, TV. Yeah. Right, yeah. We're not going to duke it out. I'll know those <laughs> people, maybe. I really, you never know. <laughs> our, I think our goal is really to depict the work that moms, especially in comedy, put in. Because we're a minority within a minority. Like, you were even saying, wow, it's nice to have some ladies in the mm-hmm. studio. Because we never have, you know, um, because there's so many men in comedy. So women mm-hmm. in comedy are already a minority. But but then to be a mom is even more, you know, strenuous because I can list tons of guys that have babies at home that are at open mics every single night of the week mm. and doing comedy. You don't see women who have a new baby at home at three open mics a night every night of the week, you know, like yeah. just and so like the work that goes behind and switching gears, like, you know, finishing a comedy show at 2 a.m., coming back, dealing with that and then having to be up at 730 in the morning to make breakfast and be creative wow. right. with other human life um, <laughs> and how we kind of switch gears constantly. Well, and that's so interesting how you guys have found a balance because a lot of people will give up one or the other. Like, right. be like, all right, now I'm a full-time mom or now I'm not going to have kids because I have a job the whole time. Right. But you're you're finding a balance for it. That's really neat. Yeah, the four-year-old, I um, when she was first born, she was, I guess, what you would consider high need, um, just needed a lot of uh, being held and, and uh, breastfeeding. And I remember I had gigs booked uh, when she was a new newborn and I do a lot of like private stuff or like you know stuff that's Mm. not in bars and uh and I'm like nursing until the second they call my name and then my husband is pat like pacing the back of the room for my whole show and then you know like the baby would cry and I would be like what kind of asshole brings a baby to a comedy show And um, I can't tell you <laughs> how many like casinos I've done casinos with my sister sitting outside the door, like rocking the rocking her and the thing. And so then it kind of got to the point like, where I just kind of like cleared my schedule a little bit. And then when right before I got accidentally pregnant, I just was like, I just have to do this. So I'm just taking them. Like I'll just take them with me. Yeah. And uh, so it's really cr- like like oh, magic and Christine's magic. So that makes sense. But mm-hmm. uh, like how she brought us together and Christine um, already had things going on for 2015. So she wasn't mm-hmm. able to uh, to like do the project with us. But she definitely, you know, she, she's very supportive. Yes, yeah. And she brought it brought us together. And it's been um it's been pretty amazing. So neither one of us want to go to Disney, though. No. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> a major theme in the movie. hates Disneyland, even yeah. though she's never been there. Okay, so Disney. Uh, I just oh, found this out. <laughs> the whole concept. All of it. Because uh, she lives close. So I thought, because I was like, okay, well, just so you know, a big theme in the movie is going to be me trying to get out of going to Disney. And I think that when we hire the nanny, we should tell her that part of her job is taking six kids to Disney without us. And we should go <laughs> get our nails done or something, right? And she's like, I hate Disneyland, and so I just now found out you've never even been to Disneyland. No, yeah, no. Why would I? 
what I have she no desire. She just hates Disney. Yeah, no. I have a lot of adult friends who are going to Disneyland like constantly. Oh, Do yeah. Do you guys have friends? Who uh, are going, usually, like, a lot of my my gay male friends um, tend, to, tend to be fabulous at Disney. I see a lot of their pics there. No, I just um, saw a couple of my gay male friends as well, and I'm just like, they were just at Disneyland like three months ago. <laughs> back. And, like all these yeah. years, I'm like, oh, that isn't old. They're they're there again. Oh, Ask them if they want to take our kids. Women friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'll go because I love my kids, and they'll maybe think it's cool. You know, <laughs> is um, it theme parks in general or just Disney? I love roller coasters. Okay. <laughs> um, there's that, but I can't take there's... my kids on. They're too short, you know? So then I, you know, I'm kind of screwed. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's just Disney. Like, I'm a very, I'm a raging feminist, and mm. I have a lot of issues with how Disney kind of portrays women and relationships and love and all of the, I don't I kind of just hate it all. all. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I have all girls, yeah. so I live in like the set of Frozen at my house. So, <laughs> yeah, I have friends who have kids, and like Frozen is just not going away. Oh man, it is, and it's been a couple it years. Is, now, like, hasn't it has infected my household. Yeah, it is just, and I'm like. Uh, don't, you know, I, I'm like, I kind of have a anarchist, uh, parenting style. So I'm like, you know, I don't really, you don't have to be a princess, mm-hmm. you know, don't let society tell you that, but I'm not going to tell you you can't be a princess cause it's not my thing, you know? So she's a princess. <laughs> <laughs> if she wants to One be. of my sons is a total diva, so they will <laughs> probably clash. <laughs> now, have your kids met before? No. No, this oh. is going to be awesome. So that's going to be on camera too. Like yeah. I'm meeting yep. and, oh, yeah. wow. And my four year old is like super confident descending so I, she's gonna be hilarious on film because she's just a douche yeah I mean if we get enough sponsors like I'm totally cool with putting like NASCAR jumpsuits on the kids and like Kelly wants to turn into walking billboards shave a Nike logo on the side of their head or, yeah. Yeah, they'll be like this is awesome I get to wear this like, yes. we are fully willing to exploit the shit <laughs> there you go. that's what they're there for but hey. it's not just about going to Disney too I think for me and like also we have to take them but to take two weeks away would be ridiculous mm. like I don't even know how I would, I'm a single mom so I don't even know how I would do that but also I feel guilty like traveling that seeing that much of the country without them if mm-hmm. I'm doing this big road trip so I'm really excited about the entire adventure of just everything that we'll see and do and um, I took my boys on a train ride all the way to Milwaukee um, from Texas oh, uh, wow. last summer and so I, I feel like sharing that process with them will be really cool and I think it'll be a big statement to all of the kids that like to see women like kind of working hard and, and being a part of that. Oh, too, right. So. Great to see. I agree. Working and having, a, basically for them, it'll be kind of like a vacation on the road anyway because they get to hang out in a big, huge bus. and Right, a big right. summer vacation. Yeah. 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 And for you guys, it's the best of both worlds too because you get to do what you love, travel the country, and get to be with your family. And not miss your kids, time. yeah. Because yeah. ironically, uh, every time I travel to do something for a momination, I don't bring my kids. <laughs> so. We were actually talking, we're like, are they going to have their kids? We didn't know yeah. if you were going to have It just were too yeah. like, slammed between. Uh, so we, we, I went down to Austin in September so that we could do the photo shoot that's on all the and then we could film the shows and I was like on nanny.com like I'm trying to find care for the kids while I'm down there and the the one year old is just like won't sit still for five seconds so she really doesn't want to be on the plane and so I was like I mean I was in and out for like four or five days and I was like I'm just going to leave them you know my uh, my mom takes care of them so I'm, I'm just going to leave them for this and then I got down there and I was like it's kind of funny that we're doing promo for a movie about taking our kids everywhere and then I'm not bringing my kids so we <laughs> did the photo shoot those aren't our kids none of them in the photo shoot <laughs> really? and no one no one has mentioned it to us <laughs> the main picture on here on yeah, amomination.com none of those, are our children. None oh, of those awesome. those are the horns right there 
Yeah, that's another kid sitting on the ground. A <laughs> Those were not our children. I oh my god! I breastfed the baby. Yeah, uh, during the photo shoot because uh, I breast and my baby wasn't there and the pump wasn't working. So while I'm holding this baby, I looked over at the mom and I'm like, she's totally a hippie. You know, I wish my baby was like just dropping hints. I wish like, my, my baby was here because my boobs hurt. And she was like, oh, I don't care. Yeah, she, and I'm so squeamish about that at all. I start breastfeeding this woman's child and the photographer just kind of loses it for a second and just like I don't know what to do I the bus depot guy was and then a little the, more that, that picture is like of a party bus company we're in there we're in their parking lot and this is like party bus uh, manager Bob you know so he's just like is that really not uh. her kid and so I'm just the baby's drowning because I haven't fed a baby the baby's like <laughs> and everyone's just Kimmy and Kelly Kelly's like go ahead take, take more pictures pictures. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I was like, let's keep this going. This is good stuff. None of our friends or family, though, have been like, I think everyone assumes that those are her kids and then all that's... my friends are, you know, yeah. no yeah. one has been like, hey, how come your kids aren't in the oh, pictures? Fair point. Which, I don't know if you've seen the bathroom photos. Those are some of my favorite. Um, and oh, like, I have like, a, oh, yeah. yeah, I have a spare pair of panties down around my ankles, but I'm actually wearing pants. Like, we did everything appropriate. <laughs> that that part she needs to clarify for And that. this is but, all at amomination.com for anybody listening. Yes, okay. and I think I think it's funny because it looks like oh my god, what bad parents are they? You know, and it was like they this was all supervised by the parents of the children. Yeah, so the, like, the mom was like, on you. Who's bad? Yeah. you know? they let us do this to these kids. No, we I'm should just... also talk about where we shot the bathroom picture. Oh, in the vacant apartment across we the just, hall from you know, my apartment. Not, it was unlocked, just... so we were like, "There's some space to take some photos." <laughs> it's probably clean. <laughs> so we break into this apartment to, to take pictures, right? And then. The ones with us with the coffee and the she, I'm sober, so that's kind of like our thing is mm. that I'm always drinking coffee 24 sure 7. Like and the she's, booze. Yeah. She gets the booze. <laughs> so we're taking these pictures, and at one point we're both wearing robes and have like I think our hair up in towels or something. And then just just residents of the apartments come walking by, and there's a guy with a camera and me and Kelly <laughs> in robes, and, and then a bunch of kids. Oh and he's in an apartment that everyone knows no Vacant. one lives in. And he's yeah. just like, wow. All righty. Yeah. So. <laughs> Don't mind us. We're just, you know, doing a little photo <laughs> shoot. doing your thing. Yeah. Well, so you're going to be performing tomorrow night, but it's, I mean, congratulations. It's sold out. Yeah. Right? That is yeah. so awesome. We almost oversold because there was a miscommunication with me in the funhouse. I thought that the capacity was 120. Uh-huh. And so I had brown paper tickets set up to 110. And I, thank God, ended up texting Andy and was like, hey, we're almost we're almost 100. Uh, so we're definitely going to get 120. And he was like, oh, that's it's 100. Hundred oh. and uh, the fire marshal like no you get cannot be more so then I was like oh no and by the time I went and shut brown paper tickets down we were like a hundred so oh, wow that's like we yeah so that is a great problem amazing. to have yes exactly wow. yeah. <laughs> um, and the the I think we should mention the the setup of the shows is mm. uh, is is Kelly hosts. Mm. Awesome. I headline, and then in each city, we are uh, choosing two to three storytellers, and they don't have to necessarily be comedians. Right. Mm. Just people that have a, a story, you know, preferably about parenting, but we've had people that were just had an interesting story to tell, and we're going to try to do something online if we have enough time to... By something, she means maybe a contest. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> to... We don't know how we're going to facilitate that yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of ideas, and it's crazy, because when you're when you're at September and the tour in June, you're like, ah, we're, and then, and then so we're, much time. Right. And then we're going to make 
you know, magical banners. And now it's like, oh, the tour's in four months. Cool. Well, hopefully we have time to pack. So, <laughs> um, but in uh, Portland, obviously, I have favorites already. Mm. So, um, uh, Lonnie Brune, uh, Christine Levine, like, obviously. Um, right. And then Lonnie Brune, uh, one of my best friends in the world, also. And uh, Lonnie is a wonderful, wonderful human. Uh, Edie Van, Van Ness is, um, you know, Augie Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, Edie Van Ness is uh, one of Augie's best friends. Augie's another one of my very good friends, um, and uh, she has a story to share that I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing. So um, those are our storytellers on and this that's show happening on Friday night. That's tomorrow, tomorrow night, night at yeah. nine thirty. All right, January 9th. But tonight, but, but it's sold out. It's right. Right, right, right. sold out. So now that so we but have tonight, there's something going on. Tonight, Lonnie has a. Um, Lonnie has a showcase that he does on on Thursday nights called the Glorious Comedy Showcase. Nice. And then he said, I told him to text me the info. He said, the Glorious Comedy Showcase because it's anything but glorious. I don't know if I was supposed to say that. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so pumped. I just just realized that maybe I wasn't supposed to read that out loud. Let me uh, screen the next What other one. personal things does he have on there? That- it's at the... Di- yeah, you don't want to see the, uh, our conversations. <laughs> the Daily Double at 9 p.m. Seating is limited, so arrive early. It's on 162nd in Halsey, and it's a free show. Awesome. Sweet. Uh, and the that's Daily tonight. Double will yeah. be there tonight. I like the name of that, Greg. It's like a Jeopardy bar. Yeah. It kind of is. I but know. I think we're each only doing like 10 minutes. Like, um, you're I'm going to headline it. Oh, you are? So, yeah. Okay. But I'm oh. not going to do my full set. I'll just do probably like 20 or so. If they so p- if people weren't able to get a ticket, they can go out there and see you tonight. Yeah, yes. get a little s- sample a little snippet. Yeah, sampling. Yeah, and then uh, I also do um, recovery con- like 12 step uh, comedy shows. Huh. And um, I've never heard of that. Honestly, yeah, that's it, you cool. know what? It's the best shows you could ever do. You like. People, when you do, for some reason, people think uh, comedy shows is a great place to get hammered, and it's mm. really odd to mm. think like I want to go to because humor needs your brain to process. Right. So it's just a strange thing to add drinking to because your brain stops working. Mm. So as a comedian, you're always kind of, and especially a headliner, you're always kind of working against how stupid people have gotten right. uh, since they started <laughs> yeah. drinking. And you have no idea how hard you work against that until you do a show for completely sober people. It's yeah. fantastic. They get, I mean, it's just, I love, so for a long time, uh, you know, I got, I got clean from, I got clean 10 years ago this month. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, for years, because I did comedy, I actually got addicted to meth on the road, on accident. And, uh, oh, no, we... Nobody does it on purpose, but uh, <laughs> I was in Montana and I was I was 21 and just wasted and was like, you guys have a line of white, you know, and white is mon- doesn't mean coke in Montana. Oh. And uh, then I just did meth the first time and was just addicted to it after that. So um, I stopped doing comedy. Well, when I got clean, uh, I just started working the recovery circuit. For years, all I did was just recovery shows. I traveled all over. Wow. So would you go to, um, like, rehab facilities? And- they do these conventions, uh, most areas and then regions and then bigger regions. They do these conventions with just hundreds. To I, I did uh, one in Washington uh, State on the coast. was over 1,000 people at the show. Like, biggest, wow. yeah. And um, and then they do, like, fundraiser. I do whenever I come here. I try to do, I let them know I'm coming. And then I do, like, a fundraiser um, for them. I think they're... They're at over 100 tickets for this show already. Probably end up being a couple hundred people. And they're just the funnest shows in the world to do. So um, 
I'll be uh, I'll share some stuff on my Facebook of what word that is. It, so I had booked that show already. And was working on getting a venue for us to do uh, this show. And then when we realized we needed to film it and stuff, I was like, I want Funhouse. Like, I want. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got a hold of Funhouse, they were like, well, Saturday's booked because I wanted to do Saturday. But I already had this recovery gig booked for Friday. So um, they said we have Saturday at 930. Well, my recovery gig's at 7. But those are two different sets. Like, those are two different headlining Oh yeah, I bet they're completely yeah. different. Yeah, because yeah. that's like recovery. And this, so I was like, I, I always just—I don't know—I just set myself up for these like insane, like this yeah. thing's in like rock, rockwood, or it's far. It's oh yeah, like, that's way, way depression, real fancy. And so I'm like, uh, all right, I'll take it. And so now tomorrow we're we're filming our pitch and everything in the morning, an- interviewing day. some oh, nannies. <laughs> Interviewing some nannies, uh, going over there, setting up all our sound and everything else, and then I'm running out to Gresham and doing a show, and then running coming back. straight from Gresham, jumping on stage at Funhouse to do this one. So. Oh, wow. Long day tomorrow. No, yeah. you've never seen Funhouse then. Nope. They have a clown room. Yeah. Yes. There's a, have you seen clowns. that? Have you been really? it? No. <laughs> oh, my God. You were a clown fan. No. Or just, okay. You love it. It's a <laughs> now room. Now I'm confused. No, it's a room entirely <laughs> covered with paintings of clowns. Hundreds of them. Hundreds and hundreds That's of paintings. That's terrifying. Is that the, is that the main room? room? No, it's the... I don't know I if don't it's the green room. I don't know if it, they use that as a green room or I not. I think they might actually use it as the green room sometimes. It's pretty amazing. But it's, it's off to the side of the stage. It's it, incredible. It has like um, like a clown, like Last Supper. It has yes. all different... It's oh, covered. Really? Stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's Floor to awesome. ceiling in oh. clown paintings. That sounds like we should do a photo shoot with other people's children in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your kids to Funhouse. <laughs> that's it. Kelly goes, can you get other people's kids? I think we should just everything. Every just photo. Yes. other people's kids. Interchangeable kids. Yes. <laughs> I like it. I mean, except mine are so adorable. They're yeah, really, we got to get... pretty. <laughs> if you look at my... Uh, my... I was trying to find the... Cl- I have pictures of the clowns. That's what I was trying to look oh. at. Like, yeah. All right, so you guys are tomorrow night at Funhouse. Tomorrow night at 162nd at the Daily Double. At the Daily Double. Daily Double's the name of the bar. Mm Mm-hmm. Or the uh, venue. Okay, Daily Double tonight, so you can go see them there. And Amomination is the website. And uh, where's where's the best people, best best place? God damn it! Why can I just not talk today? <laughs> I, love I don't know what is going on. I know Sarah is loving this right now. It's great. Where is the best place that people can follow you? Um, they can follow <laughs> us on Twitter at. Uh, is it Calm Amomination? It's no, at Calm. No, it's we uh, Amomination it. Tour That's on right. Twitter. Amomination and tour. there is where you can find us tweet nothing ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when the tour gets closer, if we uh, hopefully. Maybe we... get more followers. I know. Might That's what I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'll follow you. I'm fantastic on Facebook, so hit yeah, me up Facebook on Facebook. Is, I'm old yeah. school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I try to do Twitter, and I'm I'm trying to be like be clever in such a small amount of words. It, that's what it is: is an open mic to me, or like a comedy competition. And I am not funny in five minutes or 142 characters. <laughs> I'm not, it was just I'm almost starting the setup in that amount of time, so I just I gave up. I'm really good on Facebook, and and that's where I hang out. So I have a Twitter, and I use it exclusively um, to uh, yell at corporations. Not yeah, that's it. what we were talking about that beforehand. That works for me too. Yeah. Yeah. That's all where right. all of the competent uh uh customer service Oh, I have a horrible story about that though. I was yelling at <sighs> United. Okay. Um 
And they don't necessarily have because like Verizon is awesome. You 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 blast Verizon you and they are right little. on. They are right on it and handle your stuff. That's so I know. tried uh-huh. to do that to United and they were not picking up what I was putting down. And so <laughs> then I just look crazy. I probably lost followers on Twitter because they're like, "Oh my god, just call them." And I'm like, "No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I was there. You charged me for luggage and I have your card and I shouldn't." So. Then I get a phone call. I cannot believe I fell for this. So I do a radio show, uh, uh, or I was at the time doing a radio show on the um, in Boston with Bob Levy. And um, so I get a call. Uh, as I'm yelling at United, I'm in the car, though, so I'm not really paying attention. And it says California or something. And so then they hang up on me the first time. They call back, and I said, um, he said, hey. That's what he, that is how he starts off the call. Right? <laughs> hey, and I was like, "Hello," and he's like, uh, "Hey, we were uh, we were talking a minute ago," and I was like, "I wasn't. I haven't been talking to anyone." And he was like, "No, no," and like Twitter, and I said, <laughs> "What?" I said, "Who is this?" And he says, uh, "Is it Comcast?" And I said, "Comcast? You mean United?" Like, "Oh, what?" I gave it to him, and he's like, "Yeah, oh. yeah, United." Now here's the thing. <laughs> If the person that I was dealing with on Twitter had been functioning at 100% and understanding anything I said, I would not have believed this kid who sounded like he was high as shit, yeah. right? <laughs> but because the person – then I, so I'm putting it together in my head and I'm like, oh, they must just let stoners do this job from home. <laughs> this totally makes sense, right? Because he had my number and he knew my name, which is like, you know, just I guess you have to go to Facebook to get. So <laughs> – so I hand it to him, and I'm like, uh, okay. And he was like, so what's the problem? Well, turns out it's one of these, like, you know, prank call radio oh, are shows you or whatever. And I end up – this is so bad because it would have been funny – because I go insane on uh, – I would have gone nuts on him if he would have messed with me a little bit. But instead of messing with me, he just starts asking me questions about comedy and, like – like he's an aspiring comedian and I just have like an autopilot for that conversation where I'm just like yeah, did it? like so I yeah. think I'm on hold waiting for the financial advisor which ugh, <laughs> to, to get on the phone and give me my and I end up telling him everything I end up telling him about the radio show and every, like like exactly where to find me to embarrass me and then like and I'm just, like, I don't even, like, later I'm like, oh, my God, what did I say? Because sometimes when people, because he's like, do you like political comedy? And I'm like, eh, it's not mm. really my thing. And he's like, so you don't like Joe Rogan's podcast? And, oh, because oh, that's what it was. Because he was like, uh, that's how I ended up telling about the radio show. Is he was like, what's your favorite podcast? And I was like, well, you know, whatever. I, I just didn't really want to talk to him. So I was just thought I was waiting on hold to get my money back. And so I was like, I, I, I none really. I have kids. I don't get to listen to anything. And he's like, you don't like podcasts? And I was like, I don't, you know. Yeah. yeah. They're fine. I you know I work on a radio show blah 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 and ugh. so then he's like um, I didn't really understand what he said when he said Joe Rogan's podcast and so that ends up, and then I'm like great I just made a complete idiot out of myself <laughs> why couldn't you have just done what they usually do which is piss you off and get you to yell because right. that would have been hilarious because I'm really funny when I'm mad so <laughs> but instead, but instead you just got points. me doing some like okie doke shit trying to shut you up while waiting to get my bag fees back <laughs> so then he is like I hear a girl go you should just have her stay on and critique your next I'm so embarrassed I, uh, critique your next prank and I was like and he goes okay and I was like well like I thought that I heard something I wasn't just here I was like wait what is that what's happening and he's I said is this a prank call thing and he was like yeah and I was like god 
damn it. <laughs> and so then he's like, will you just critique my next one? So he keeps me on the phone while he prank calls someone else who doesn't fall for it, which doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> and then I'm like, if I wasn't in the car, none of this would have happened. I wouldn't have even answered the phone call because I don't talk on the phone with kids in the house. There's no point. But I'm in the car, like, driving around, so it's on Bluetooth, and I'm just, like, not even really listening. And so then 45 minutes later, uh, I'm finally, like, realized they get that guy to stay on the phone and prank call someone else. And then I realize that the whole point must be to see how long you how can, many keep they can keep idiots on, yeah. on the phone. <laughs> oh, God. And now I'm just furious. And so finally it clicks, and I realize what's happening, and I was like, wait a second. And the guy doesn't know I'm on—the other guy doesn't know I'm on the phone. The other guy that got pranked, and I was like, wait a second. Is the whole point of this to see how long you— you can keep me on the fucking phone? And the guy goes, what? You called me. And I'm like, not you. I was the one before you. Was it some kind of prank call human centipede? <laughs> and it was just, oh, God, it was terrible. And luckily, like, I was scouring the internet for, like, hope, I, I guess they weren't a very big deal or whatever. Oh, like, good. I was You're desperately trying, to find, trying to find it. I was like, oh, this is great. Great promo for the tour. Like, Chester <laughs> Reed is a complete idiot. God. Well, no, I don't think you're the idiot in that scenario. Oh, it seems man. like they are. But I really enjoyed the human centipede prank call. That, that is good. That good. Is it, uh, this is Comcast. <laughs> you mean United? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. hand it to you on a silver platter. <laughs> we'll go and see Justin Kate tonight. Tonight. Well, yes. unless you have a ticket for tomorrow night. Right. Well, then you're already seeing them. Then you're already seeing them. Yes. Or you're good at beating people up and stealing tickets. Yeah, if you have um, a ticket... And- I'm not advocating it, but I mean, if it no, happens, no, no. you know, a ticket's a ticket. However you come across the ticket. Right. Don't beat people up for a ticket, you guys. No. 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 Jessa nice. posted on her Facebook, she was like, if, you're, if you've if you got a ticket and you're not going, let me know. I know people that want to buy them from you. So. Well, see, people are going to start trying to Yeah, know, I wanted you. to put no scalping, but then I thought maybe that sounded narcissistic or... <laughs> now, do you have a couple tickets that Delicious you, like, set aside? Friends. No, because because of the fire marshal thing. <laughs> you were like, hey, no. I want to get some. They have to count everyone, including the camera uh, guy, including yeah. wow. Kelly, because she's on the floor running the show. Oh, so that's all included in the 100? Yeah, like not the comedians because they're in the green room, but because it's a fire marshal issue. Like once I was like, okay, well, there was like 80, 86 tickets sold, but then there was our comps and stuff. Once I did that math, we were like at 100. So would have been, if I hadn't sent that text, would have been a nightmare because there would have been 20 people that bought tickets that would have gotten turned away. Oh, you don't want to be in that situation. No, that wouldn't have been good for business. I would have just done the show outside. (laughs) Well, they do have a patio in front. That's true. (laughs) All right, so amomination.com. Best way to find all the information? Yes. Uh, For the tour, absolutely. For the tour. Yeah. And Um, then Twitter, Facebook. All that yeah. good stuff. And yeah. if you wanted to follow us individually too, because of course we do stuff throughout the year. Um, I'm Funny Kelly on both Twitter and Facebook. Awesome. Nice. So. Good job getting that handle. Sure. I mean, it <laughs> seems like it would be a tough one to it, tough yeah, one to get. It would yeah. be actually. It sounds like it. We Kelly wanted, Stone was a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted a momination uh, uh, on Twitter, and someone owns it who has never tweeted anything and like started it, and then has never logged back on. So there's no way to contact. Oh, that's her. the worst. <laughs> and, yeah. So that that sucks. And a momination is spelled just like abomination, but with the with an M. And when mm-hmm. we were Getting that name, I was searching to make sure nobody else like had something 
like that. And the only thing on Google that was a momination was like crazy religious people writing like hateful blogs right. and oh, misspelling God. abomination. <laughs> <laughs> so accidental. Yeah. Right, and right. then, yeah. And there's many of them. I don't know if it's accidental or like illiterate, you know, but right. so that's fantastic. That. Yeah. They were pretty easy to bump down the, uh, <laughs> the Google list. They don't have a lot of readers. And our name kind of came about because we're sort of. We're not momity. I think maybe right. we should kind of talk about that oh, a little yeah. bit. I don't know. Is that something you guys have heard of? Is mm-hmm. like a thing. It's kind of like the, the kind of comedy that's like my husband doesn't change the toilet paper roll. You oh, know, like God. that kind of stuff. Like I don't know, more clean, just mom clean. comedy. <laughs> you know, stuff that can get on. Momity. You know. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a I, Christine Levine loves that term. I did a, an all woman show, and one of the women, one of the moms, introduced herself to me. She was like, "I'm a total PTA comic," and I was like, "Oh, okay, you're gonna hate me." Okay. Yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> yeah. What does I that talk mean? About my kids' dicks. Uh, <laughs> 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 and I almost took my coffee. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I was like, I think we're a little different. Um, so, but interestingly, I just won a comedy contest in Houston and you had to be TV ready and clean and I still did my stuff, but like more in innuendo, I just edited. Um, but yeah, um, so we're sort of an abomination to momedy. Like we are more raw and real and that's kind of who we are. And so, um, we're not for everyone. Yeah. Um, I say like parenting, like Comedy about parenting from the perspective of someone that probably shouldn't have been allowed to procreate is kind of how. Speak for yourself. Yeah, that's how I describe my own comedy, I think. Because, uh, you know, people are. You'll, you, I say the stuff that moms wish that they could say, you yeah, know? Yeah. So it's like if you. You know, they would get judged for saying it, I'm sure, but they've thought it. Yeah. So <laughs> I think for the longest time, like, you know, me becoming a mom, it was never really a goal in my life to be like a mom. And I know mm-hmm. some women it is, you know, right, whatever. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody can make their own choices. Me, um, my choice was made when, you know, I got pregnant. Um, <laughs> and I was, I'd, I'd been married for six years. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll, you know, keep it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, but things that happened that would come up that I would talk about were things that nobody else talked about. Like, did you guys know? that your boobs spray involuntarily. Like I did when my friend was pregnant because she laughed and one of her lily pad things popped off and like squirted me. Oh, like, through her shirt thing. Is that what they're called? The... The yeah. things Breast, over your, uh, yeah. nursing pad. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Uh, yeah, and, and, <laughs> I'm gonna I start swear, calling them no, lily pads. It, it, it was like, a, a, it was a, like little, a little plastic one. Yeah. She called it a. I think she said lily pad. It, it might have been a brand, sure. maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, the first time it happened to me, I one of my 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 old um, office mate from college was coming to see me and the baby, and I hadn't showered in like seven days, probably. And I was like, maybe I should shower, you know. And um, I was coming out of the shower, and of course my phone was ringing because he was lost trying to find my house, and baby was crying so I'm answering the phone and I'm walking and I just saw like something hitting the wall out of my peripheral vision and then I looked down and my boob was completely hosing down the wall as I was like walking to go get crying baby and I was like holy shit my tit is spraying the wall right now and I never knew and it's like when I bring up things like that it's like women don't 
really talk about or even say. Like, you're like the proper parts of it. Just right, like, or, oh, yeah. like, isn't it the most beautiful experience you've ever had <laughs> to nurse your baby? I'm like, no, they fucking bit me. I'm having nightmares about bleeding through my tits. Like, oh, <laughs> you know? like I'm calling them allegedly crying for support. <laughs> and so it's like, I feel like maybe if we all just sort of talked about real experiences, then we could have more real conversations yeah. and we'd be more educated. Like, I'm an educator. I'm a sex educator mm-hmm. by trade. And I teach at a university and stuff. So that's kind of my background, too, is like, I think I want to talk about stuff so that we can stimulate a dialogue and maybe other people will go home and be like, I didn't know, like, women experienced that. Or yeah. That, you know? So I think that's kind of... W- w- and I find that interesting, to our too. madness. Right. <laughs> I mean, because I don't have children, so I mean, I find it fascinating because I don't... I have not experienced that. So I'm right. like, that's terrifying and fascinating at the same time that your boob is hosing down a wall and you don't even know it. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I had to manually express in a bar bathroom once because I had gotten away and I left for 30 minutes. I'd nurse, you have to nurse before you leave, you know, to escape the house and you know you're going to be back within two hours maybe. Yeah. 30 minutes later, I looked down and completely saturated shirt and I'm sitting at a bar and I was like, Fuck. Oh. This is awkward. And yeah, and my partner was like, well, you know what you got to do. So I went in the bathroom, and it was a bar that the ba- women's bathroom stall doors only had saloon style doors. Oh, yeah, the swingy like, ones. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like standing there, still trying to like guard the door in case anybody walks in to like, they're like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah. hit in the toilet, you know? <laughs> and I'm like squeezing my boob, and like, um, it also doesn't just come out of one hole, it's like a shower head. Um, yeah. Oh. And so, like, yeah, we're really the breastfeeding people are not going to like us. So. Yeah, you're like squeezing, and so I, my DNA was all over this bathroom. Oh my god, <laughs> which is not usually the kind of DNA on the stall wall, right? And so it's things like that that, like, I not that it's like everyone should talk about it, like at yeah. Thanksgiving dinner, but like. I don't know. I think we bring up different experiences that um, are to stimulate dialogue. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, home birth. I did a home birth. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I have a 15 or like a 12-minute long bit on YouTube I'm, I'll be doing on the tour also. Just kind of explaining the home birth. Um, you know, because like you you shit in labor and stuff. Yeah. It just So like I have... <laughs> Just explain. (laughs) But one of the biggest things is that, uh, you know, most women shit in labor, but they don't tell you that. Like, you never find that out until you're like third trimester. Because you might have not had kids if you knew that you were going to drop a deuce in front of everybody in the room (laughs) for a crowd. But no one, no. So I'm, you know, that's a that's an important thing to me is to spread the word about shitting in labor. So. But also, I'm like, leading that coalition. About home birth. Like, that's, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a growing trend in the U.S., but it's still extremely small. You know, it's um, super here. It's like you, know, you tell people, and they're like, "Uh huh." Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. But then I moved to the East Coast, and they think you're just like you're like. Do you, so are you like a witch or, right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. or yeah? And that's where Jessa and I, like, she and I, we're very different people, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like, we're similar in terms of like we've both had home births. We both really care about um, nutrition and like what our kids eat Thank and God, stuff like yeah. that and so yeah. there's some of those connections that we have and um, from the shows that we did in Texas when she came down everybody was like oh my god I totally see how you guys are gonna be this like 
thing. It's like a great, yeah, like we, on the thing, because I can't imagine having to do this with someone who like feeds their kids fast food, nothing against people who feed their kids fast food, but. Yeah, no, but if you're going to be on a bus, bus you yeah. Some, yeah, God. because that is like, like my kids just don't even know what a McNugget is. Like they've just never been exposed to it. And people are like, how do you, they don't drink, they drink water, they don't have juice. And so it's not a thing where I'm constantly have to, having to battle with them about it. They just don't really know that world. So when I'm doing something with a and the the moms that are close to me have similar philosophies so then when i am with a mom that that does soda and even juice and can't like my kids if they get sugar they're insane my, and really unpleasant to be around yeah. and my parents always think oh it's funny i'll give her a piece of candy behind Jess's back and then when they're having a meltdown they're like well she's a real asshole and i'm like no yeah. you gave her you did <laughs> crack <laughs> you yeah, right? your child better yeah. like, the kid is on drugs at that point not yeah. feel like crack yeah so i can smell the chocolate you're the asshole so <laughs> um i think that that part is super mm-hmm. important because yeah. that's something that is just like having to be around another parent because they're like, well, I, to- I gave my kid a Snickers, but I told yours that she couldn't have it. And I'm like, now this is drama yeah. that she just That's doesn't even know what it is. But she has to be like, here, I'm giving my kid a Snickers. Your mommy said no. And so that part is nice. I had that experience this summer. I traveled with um, another friend in comedy, two kids. Like, we did this whole kid thing because we had to go speak at this deal. Mm. And... Um, Every morning, her kids had cookies and ice cr- and or ice cream sandwiches Jeez. every morning for breakfast. And wow, mine for had breakfast? Like, yeah, and Ugh. mine had, like, yogurt and, you know, like, just whatever, like, normal foods. And um, in the course of it, she was like, Kelly, you're a really strict mom. <sighs> and I said, no one has ever said that to me. Right. Like, yeah, Because like, I'm not. Like, I'm not. Um, but when it comes to food, and I'm not like, you will not eat this, but it's just like, I you introduce them to other flavors and stuff. So my kids are like, why would I want to eat an ice cream sandwich for breakfast and right. feel like poo all day? Yeah, yeah, that would be a really big crash at the beginning of the day. Yeah. yeah. And so, but it was, a, it was a difficult journey in that regard when you're like with another woman and you have maybe different philosophical <laughs> views mm. on like food. Food is so important yeah. to everyone. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, because I think um, I'm very, like we're very, our parenting style is very kind of almost anarchist. You know, I don't believe, I believe you should eat when you're hungry, uh, sleep when you're tired. We don't have bedtime. My kids can go to bed at 2 a.m. if they want. Like, very self-regulating. Mm. I don't really believe in school. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's pretty much like, uh, you know, I try, I don't really... I, I have found that not limiting things like... How much spit comes out of my mouth? Uh, <laughs> limiting things like screen time and stuff uh, just makes it more attractive to them that if I'm just like, you know, here, do you, then they don't, they regulate themselves a little bit more. But when it comes to food, it's like I was one of the, I was the 30 year old at the restaurant ordering off the kids' menu because yeah. I still, my palate was like chicken mm. fingers and grilled cheese. And so when I had to train myself how to eat like an adult at 32 years old, it just became very important to me that my kids learn how to eat. Real food before yeah. they before. So if I'm not like the mom that brings a kale a, a kale cupcake to the other kid's birthday mm. party, you know. But I just when you're with me, food is fuel. Learn how to eat the fuel, mm. and then you'll know that when you eat something shitty, you feel shitty. You know, you're tuned right. into that. So my nice. kids ask for kale chips for dessert. <laughs> There you go. You're doing something right yeah. there. Yeah, yay me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a failure in so many other ways. Not at all. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, thank you for having us. This is so much awesome. Fun. So, amomination.com. Go see them tonight at the Daily Double. And then, if you have tickets to the Funhouse Lounge, you are one of the lucky ones. Yes, Thanks. that's tomorrow. And don't beat somebody up for a ticket.
Thank you guys for Don't having me. Oh, no. Thank yeah. you so much yeah. for coming in. Thank you. This awesome. is Awesome. Nice. All right. We'll be back in a bit with more Fun Employment Radio. All right. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I, I have no idea what happened hey, with my brain. Nerd. I know, seriously. I, I don't know why I started. You totally out. just froze up. I, I've never I seen you do that. That has never really happened to me. But it but it did. I know, and it kept happening. I'm, well, like, I'm think, like, all right, I don't know what to do here, so I guess I'm gonna keep talking. I think part of it was um you know, and they were both awesome. Oh, it's yeah, just the wonderful. subject of like motherhood and stuff like that. I don't know what I'm talking about, so I think I get really nervous. No, he does. Like we were talking about it before because we're like, all right, you know, because it's called a momination. We're like, all right, clearly they're going to talk about their kids. Yeah. Didn't know so much about the breastfeeding stuff. The breastfeeding you should have seen. Greg- but see, I, what what can I say with the breastfeeding stuff? I don't stuff? know. Like, but, I don't know like, how to contribute. Saying, what can I say? <laughs> you're a woman. Like, what? Because I have boobs. I have something to say about <laughs> breastfeeding. Like, no, you just left me there. I'm looking at Greg like, Help Well, me. see, I don't even know what to say. Like, uh, I don't know how that... I, no, so I if you know. notice, if you listen back to that ever and, and you listen, Greg says all of like probably five words in that <laughs> in that entire interview. He just goes like, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, go see them because he was so nervous. <laughs> well, I learned something and I will be better for it now. And I do know a lot more about breastfeeding than I ever did. All right, but just <laughs> you don't need to bring up breastfeeding. In <laughs> Can I just bring it up now? Please don't. As though I know? Please don't. Okay, I won't. I probably won't. I'd be too nervous to do that anyway. All right, but what I do know a lot about, Sarah, is what we should talk about now. Yes. You don't know a lot about breasts, but you know yeah, a lot see, about I, balls. I didn't want to finish that after I started saying I'm like, no, no, that's a sound clip that's going to end up being bad. That will end up being bad for me. No, you should totally say it. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. <laughs> Let's talk balls. balls. All right. It is a potpourri of balls today. And since we're, we're going to have a pretty busy show tomorrow, we've got a couple of things that are going to be happening. I think I should make some NFL playoff predictions today. Oh, you I think sure I might you do get it. them in. I might do it. Okay. I might do it. All right. We'll see. All right. First up in ball talk, we've got this. I... I just want to bring this up because this guy is kind of like an old man, only he's, I, I don't know, 25 or something like that. But the way that he, he speaks and, and acts, I appreciate it. Now it's, Because he's kind of like you? Well, in only this way, no other way. J.J. Uh, Watt is a defensive end for the Houston Texans. So he's a defensive football player. All right. One of the best in football. Very, very, very good. Also, kind of a curmudgeonly old man. So he doesn't, he's expressed before how he doesn't really like Twitter. He's got a Twitter account, so he'll use that sometimes. Doesn't like um, the word selfie or doesn't like people taking selfies and stuff like that. He hates that. I don't like that word. Me neither. And there's another story about that coming up. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to use that word a couple of times. So he's expressed that before, but this is what happened on, uh, on Twitter. One of his female fans, which he's got some female fans, wrote to him and just wrote, um, uh, well, what was that? I don't know. I'm trying to like spice it up a little bit. Sure. I'm not sure really what that was for. <laughs> uh, so he wrote, uh, this woman wrote to him expressing that J.J. Watt is bae. Why bae, are you I using like the worst word Because I'm ever. explaining it. I'm explaining what it is. And then the Houston Texans actual account, the Houston Texans account, replied back totes. This is what the correspondence was. All while tagging him. Okay. So JJ Watt got on Twitter I and finally wrote for humanity. What in the world is Bay and Totes? Come on, guys. Good. Complaining about it. Yes, it was it was really good. So I'm just saying I appreciate JJ Watt standing up for that and being this is stupid. He does sound like a grumpy old man. He sounds like a grumpy old man. It's I kind totally of like true. him for that. I kind of like him for that. So I just wanted to give that I wanted to give him credit. Greg gives his old man stamp of approval. He gets the old man stamp. Yeah. Yep. 
Old man Greg says yes to J.J. Watt. <laughs> so, all right, there we go. Moving on to ball talk. We have uh, – we will go to this. Here's another uh, – <laughs> another I realize it's all like curmudgeonly old men stories that I've got here today. Well, that's what you identify with. That's well, th- okay. this one comes from Texas A&M coach Kevin Sumlin. So Kevin Sumlin, big deal at Texas A&M, or as you call it, the stinky school, because the uh, roommate that you had in college oh, was Dallas. from Texas A&M when you oh, were overseas. My, my roommate when I went to college in London, and she stole all of my clothes when I go out of town, and she never showered, and she smelled. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that therefore, but she was from Texas A&M. She, was, she went to Texas A&M, which will always be known to me as the stinky school. <laughs> so the stinky school. Mm-hmm. Well, Kevin Sumlin is the head football coach there. And they're in the process of making some new hires, and they, they were just hiring a new defensive coordinator. You know, and obviously that stuff's top-secret information. Well, he's got a pool boy who oh. goes there and cleans oh. his pool. Well, I don't think it's like that. Not a sexy pool boy? I don't believe it's a sexy pool boy. Okay. Kevin Sumlin doesn't seem like What point be. is there to have a pool boy if he's not a sexy pool boy? Well, that would when you get a pool, you can have a sexy pool boy. What would you do? I Just stand t- there and watch? I will make him wear the smallest thong possible and like bend over and clean things. See, but how is that more creepy than me if I were to get like a like a bikini cleaning service or something like that? I don't think that's creepy. I've it's never not creepy? said that's creepy. Okay. No, I would totally get like some some very nice looking pool boy to clean <laughs> everything. Because I mean, if you're paying for the service anyway, you might as well get some eye candy along with it. All right. All right, well, fair enough. Well, this mm. this kid maybe went a little bit too far. So while he was there, he was... Uh, oh, am I going to be tied to a horrible story now? <laughs> oh, great. And then the drownings began. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> no. No, what happened is this kid is uh, by the name of Rustin McFarland. Rustin McFarland. That sounds like a character from an Adam Sandler movie. Rustin Farland? Rustin McFarland. Rustin McFarland does. Yeah, he sounds like some kind of a character in, in some kind of movie. Or He's the, best friends with Happy Gilmore. Yeah, mm. or he'd be in like a, the new old school movie or something. Rustin McFarland. Well, anyway, Rustin McFarland was there, and he posted on Twitter, just overheard... Um, oh, shoot, of course it blanked out right here, but basically what he said is, just overheard my boss talking, sounds like we might have a new DC which is a defensive coordinator. Okay. He was listening in to Kevin Slumlin having a private phone conversation in his own house. And this kid listened and posted on Twitter. So um, so Kevin Slumlin... So the, the pool boy did the this. The pool boy posted this. This is private information. He was li- he was overhearing Kevin Slumlin's phone oh, conversation. Oh, you got to trust people that you hire. Well, and that's, that's why... That's I hear. I've never been able to hire anybody, but still. Well, no, it's someday. Yeah. Someday that'll happen. So <laughs> Kevin Slumlin then apparently saw it on Twitter... And just wrote, and you just got fired. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so fired him over it. And he went on to a uh, radio talk show where where they were interviewing him. And they brought up that. And they're like, was that serious? He's like, oh, yeah. No, that's serious. He, and he said, I sent a message. The message is, if you come to somebody's house and somebody hires you, whatever you're doing, it's a little bit personal. If you're invading privacy, it's not a public deal. And Twitter is public. So, you know, so you know guess what? Don't come back. Good. So, he, yeah, he fired the kid. So. Hopefully the kid learned something. I'm always afraid, even though I don't have any conversations of substance that anyone could really use. Like I'm always, like really conscious of like how loud I'm talking or anything. Whatever I'm yeah. talking about, anything personal or anything about anybody else's lives. Whereas well, and that's I, out in public. Yeah. This is this was at his own house. He was at his house. Oh wow. So that's kind of. I mean, you would think that's an unwritten rule, but apparently for for kids these days, I guess sometimes it's not. These kids today's today's yeah they don't have any morals well this no kid's, moral structure this kids no longer a pool boy at kevin sumlin's house that's for sure moving on to ball talk here's the other one okay this is the last time i'm going to use this word oh god but word. it's a but it's a good thing are you gonna say totes again i'm gonna say tottenham 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 that's it london london soccer teams tottenham and arsenal have said that fans are now being banned from bringing in 
selfie sticks into their stadiums. And I do you know even, what a selfie stick is? I just recently found out okay, what one was. I just found out, actually, from the Digital Trends guys told me about it. I didn't know what it was either. A selfie stick is a it's essentially a plastic stick that you attach your camera to the to the top of. Or your phone, right? Uh, or your phone, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, phone camera. And so you can hold it out on this stick and it'll give you a perfect shot from like up above you. It looks so dumb. It is the dumbest looking thing have ever. Have you ever seen anyone taking a picture with one? No. I have. Really? I did when I was, so I was telling my sister about it because I just heard about them when I, um, I think it was right around Christmas and I went to Seattle the day after Christmas to spend some time with my sister uh-huh. and I told her about it. I'm like, have you heard of this like douchey thing called a selfie stick? Right. And she thought I was lying. She's like, you're just making that up. Sure as shit, we were walking by Pike Place Market and there were these people with this stick <sighs> taking the picture and like she's hitting me like it was a celebrity. She's like, holy shit, there's one of those things. And they were just taking pictures of themselves. So obnoxious. Two people, four hands, totally capable of taking a picture. But they did it on the stick. So, so obnoxious. Well, they have said that they are now banned from their stadiums. <laughs> so no longer will people be able to bring them in. today. Yeah, well, I see, like I'm, I'm kind of liking it. Uh-huh. I'm kind of liking that. Well, Sarah, all right. The final final thing I need to have here before I do my predictions. This is a story maybe for you. Sarah, are you a fan of uh, Rob Gronkowski? Who's that? Should I be? Rob Gronkowski is the football player who, he's he's kind of like a party guy. He's a good football player, but he's also known mainly for his partying. All right, give me his name again. Uh, Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. He had a picture posted. A, a porn star posted a picture. Oh, see so the, the guy that goes them. by Gronk. Gronk. Yeah, that, his name's Gronk. Yep. So Rob Gronkowski. The ladies like Rob Gronkowski. Apparently, he had the a ladies big, like cool Gronk. <laughs> apparently, it's like he had an event in uh, New England, which is where he plays. Oh, he's kind of cute. Where he he was. It was like football for women or something like that, where basically the whole event was just for women to come have cocktails and then he'd come hang out and supposedly teach them about football. And that was all it was. That's pretty genius. I mean, it's genius on his part if he can get a bunch of women to pay just to come hang out with him. They're paying him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. More power to him. Well, women are such a big fan that there is now this. There is now an uh, erotic novel. That has been posted, and this was available on Amazon. I'll tell you why it's not right now, but it's called A Gronking to Remember. Book one. That just made me snort. Book one oh in the God. Rob Gronkowski erotica series. <laughs> a gronking to remember. A gronking to remember. I can't believe I just snorted. Okay. <laughs> a gronking to remember. A gronking to remember. Now, it's been removed from Amazon because I guess in one of the promo photos for it, there's... Uh, there's, I think you can see a New England Patriots logo in there, so they got it removed off of Amazon. But it, nonetheless, as soon as they fix that, it is going to be for sale. So wow. a gronking to remember. Uh, there's, there's clips from the book and everything. It takes place as a woman who is watching a game with her husband, but then sees Gronkowski and begins imagining their romantic affair. I've got clips from it. I don't know if I feel like... All right. You should play one. Um, here's oh, you, here's a clip. Okay. No, oh, it's, yes. it's not an audio clip. It's a, I just have uh, some passages. Excuse me. Oh, all right. I'll never forget the first time I saw Gronk spike a football. It changed my life forever. The unrivaled power of his touchdown you dance really, to Gronk. You should be reading this as Chester. It jettisoned jiggling ribbons of electric jelly through my body and melted my niche like two pads of margarine. <laughs> Turned me on quicker and made me wetter than at any other time in oh, my God, life. Don't lose that voice, or I just besides keep my wedding night. <laughs> uh. 
Oh, this is this is this does look like it's my written by knees Chester. melted like two pats of margarine. Needless to say, I am weakened again by the spectacle. Silky ribbons of juicy pleasure wobble through my nethers. My nipples harden beneath my sweater. I am hot. The room around me recedes. My breath quickens. I squeeze my hand together in the center of my chest between my breasts. I take a few (laughs) breaths. This is this woman describing seeing drunk. Oh, my God. It gets... Oh. I don't even want to read this part. All right, well, then you should. They, they, they have sex in a very uncomfortable position. Like in the back of a Volkswagen? Yes. Yes, that is that is what happened. That's apparently, apparently that's part of the book. They go straight to that with a ravaging, rampaging man. How, how old is the person that wrote this? I'm sorry, made my knees melt like two pats of margarine? Made my made quivers through my nethers. I'm looking to is see anything you? about the article. Are you no. ghostwriting this? <laughs> no. no, it is not me. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's removed from Amazon right now, but it was on Amazon. All right, what was the? It's called a gronking to no, remember. No, I know the name of it, but you have to read the passage that was. Making oh you no, I don't want to know. Just read it really fast. Mr. Gronkowski fucking my ass with warping power on the 50-yard line on Gillette Stadium couldn't even do it for me. Norwood softer and more emotional scenes coaxed me wet gronk on one knee spiking. What? Gronk. What is Gronk doing? Gronk on one knee spiking a bouquet of roses, bottle of champagne, and diamond ring into... The butthole? My butt on the 50-yard line at Gillette Stadium had little effect as well. (gasps) Wait, I'm sorry. Back this up. Are you saying that a Gronking to Remember features a romantic scenario in which someone's bent over on a 50-yard line and they're getting... Roses, a champagne flute, and a diamond ring inserted into their anus. That's yeah, that's generally, the romance. That appears to be part of the romance. Yes, that appear <laughs> that appears to be part of the story of a gronking to remember. And this is only book one. Keep in mind, only book one. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. That made today so much better. <sighs> A gronking to remember. All right, I'm going to do the... Just so I don't end with that. I don't want to end with that. Oh, my gosh. There are more passages. Oh. The whole lower part of my body throbbed. It ached with want. Ew. All right. Okay. I don't want to hear that's that's enough. throbbed. Well, you're the one that made me say these things. I do, I'm not forcing you to keep reading it. I'm over here. You're the one that keeps <laughs> reading porn over there. All right. Let's do some NFL playoff predictions because I probably won't have time to do it tomorrow because we got a packed show tomorrow. Sarah? Yes. Here we go. First up, Baltimore Ravens versus Gronk's New England Patriots. (laughs) The Ravens coming into New England. The Ravens uh, seem to play very well against New England. However, it will be a Gronking to remember because he will be... No, I'm not even going to do that. I was going to start making... <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, what? How are you going to finish that? Gronk will be spiking the football in the Ravens' ass on Sunday because they will be moving on. It's on Saturday. but So, New England Patriots will win. Sorry, the Gronking just got you a little... It got me all worked up. Mm. Indianapolis Colts at the number two Denver Broncos. Of course, I stated this before the season that the Denver Broncos will win the Super Bowl this year, not... Because I want them to, I'm a fan. Because I spent hours and hours doing plenty of research before the uh, before the season started, so I got to stick with that. Denver Broncos will win. Denver Broncos will face the New England Patriots. 
after that. And f let's see, we'll do... Mm, I'm hesitant to do the Seahawks one yet. You know what? I'll save two more predictions for tomorrow. So there we go. You have to save Seahawks for tomorrow. We'll save. So those were my predictions for the AFC. New England and Denver will win. And we'll save the rest for tomorrow. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. It's a solid Ball Talk. A gronking to remember. A gronking to remember. A gronking to remember. A gronking to remember. That is my new favorite phrase <laughs> ever. Oh wow! Ever thank you, Greg. Yes, that there really you go. That, that really did pick up my spirits a I'm little bit. I'm sure it will be made into a movie at some point. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, how can you not? That's a romance of, for the ages. Yep, that is the new uh, new. What is it? The gray gray is the new. What is the one? What's the what's the porn thing? The porn thing. Gray gray is the new. Are you talking about the Netflix original series Orange is the New Black? No, not Orange is the New Black. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. They're making about. it into a movie about the girl who gets like like whips and chains and stuff with some guy. And I don't know how to describe it better. The gray is the new black. Fifty Shades of Gray. Oh. Fifty Shades. Mr. Jinky says it's Fifty Shades of Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I like that one better. That's what we'll call 50 it. Fifty Shades of Gronk. Fifty Shades of Gronk. Hey guys! Thanks for hanging out with us. Yes, thank you everyone for listening to Fun Employment Radio. You also, guys are awesome. Just really quick, bringing it back to the beginning of the show when we were talking about me being a superstar. <laughs> Tonight is the premiere of Portlandia, and this is the episode I'm going to be in. Greg, oh. oh, my sweet dance moves will be all over the world. You mean your sweet uh, shoulder shoulder bump? My shoulder dance. That's going to be my new thing. I'm shoulder dancing right now. You are shoulder dancing uh -huh. right now. It is true. Yep. Kooky front desk lady. Mm. Uh, send oh, us an email, funemploymentradio <laughs> at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Don't forget to go to funemploymentradio.com and pick up some new merchandise. Oh. The new merchandise available, funemploymentradio.com slash store. So go there, pick up a hat, pick up a couple shirts. You know you need it. You know you want it. Funemploymentradio.com slash store. Go there now. Or um, there are a couple of the really items available creepy. at Asylum as well on 37th and Hawthorne. Awesome. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I cannot get the phrase a gronking to remember out of my head A gronking now. to remember. Like, that's kind of what I want to call this episode, but there's so much other stuff that happened that I don't think that we should. But yeah. It's just very funny. Yeah. I think we should hold off. All right. We also want to thank Kelly and Jessa for coming in and hanging out. Yes, I learned indeed. more about the human anatomy than I'd ever thought possible. Yeah. I did not know that women... We've learned a lot today. We have learned a lot. This has been an educational program. And that's the most important thing, Sarah. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. You guys are <laughs> awesome. We'll be back tomorrow with a very special Fun Employment Radio.com. Bye, you guys. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. <laughs>